Sure, it, it might be 10 hours before I reach that finish line, and it's going to be a really miserable journey if all I'm thinking about is the end destination. It's about the journey. It's about each moment. Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast wellness spot, where we focus on health and wellness and how you can reclaim your health and life today. You're in the right place if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you've been helping so many others. It's time to help yourself. In a time when health and wellness can be so confusing, I'll share my knowledge as a nurse and 20 years in wellness and help you navigate through. You will hear stories of people who have used the Shackley products, including me, as they have truly been a game changer for health. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to pay attention to your health and how making a smart plan with natural choices can help you live your best life today. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is your host, Moira Gorski, and we are on Wednesday, so we're talking about wellness today. And um, as I've shared before, um, I've brought you different people that I know that are athletes, and um, I'm excited. I hope you heard the episode that I recently did uh, interviewing an Olympic athlete, and we have a couple more of those coming up soon. Uh, but today I have a friend of mine, I guess I'll call him my friend, a friend through, um, through work, if you will, a friend through my um, partnering with the Shackley Corporation. And uh, Chris Bartholomew is somebody that um, I've gotten to know throughout the years. He, and I follow him on Facebook. And if you know him, <laughs> like he's always running. He's like always running someplace. He has been involved with our travel program. Uh, incentive programs and things like that. So he's, wherever he travels to, he's always got his feet on the ground running. And um, I just thought we'd have a nice conversation today about running, about sports nutrition, if you will, um, and really the importance of, you know, making sure, like what we're putting in our bodies, because that makes a big difference on how uh, we perform out there, be it that we're an Olympic athlete or we're a regular athlete or anywhere in between. And, um, and so today, uh, before I go any further, uh, thanks, Chris, for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, I am as well. So let's, um, you've been, I've known you for about eight, for about eight years, and we've, ha- we've I think we've gone on some runs before, and um, I've certainly seen you running and being active. And have you always been athletic? Have you, you know, always been a runner? Like, Take us back a little bit and um, talk a little bit about, I don't know, if it is how you got interested in, in running or why is it important for you to stay active? I think I've, I've only been a really serious, disciplined uh, trail runner, I would say, for the past five or six years. But even going back to my early days, I, we, growing up, I lived on this, uh, we had a really small house, but it was on this huge lot and it uh, was in front of a uh, kind of this forest sanctuary thing that was behind the fence line. And so every day I would always escape from the house and, you know, go back behind the fence and wander around in the trees. And it was always important for me to kind of have that moment of connection with nature and to, to get away from, uh, I guess, the stress of whatever light, you know, the stresses of childhood, even back then, I guess. I, and so I, I kind of see that as the foundation or the thing that I've carried on that has motivated me through, through the rest of my, uh, my life. And I, I did track a few times in high school, 1600, but it was never really a, a major push for me. I just kind of enjoyed being 
with people doing things outside mostly. But in, in college, I would say the thing that kind of pushed me over, over the edge in college, I studied English. And one day I walked out of a class and in this building, it had different rules than everywhere else on campus, but you could actually post advertisements on the walls anywhere. So I walked out of class and I was wondering what to do with my life. And I saw a, just a poster somebody had printed out for a study abroad program in England where they were going to study literature, yes, but they were also going to study literature while hiking from Scotland down to the very Isle of Wight, down at the bottom of, of England. And it, it just didn't make financial sense. It was like a bad idea for me to do, you know, on paper. But there's just something about that that lit up my soul. And I knew I had to change all my plans to go on that program. And so I spent the summer you know, reading books and hiking over 500 miles in England. And when I came home from that, uh, that experience just sort of opened up a love for being outside on trails and also that process, kind of an academic or just a process of thinking about life and things and tasks and what I wanted to do in that same process. And so I would say that's, that's stuck together. But after that experience, I came home and I would find that my mind would just want, I would see a mountain and my mind would just wander, you know, on the ridge line. And like my dream was just to kind of like run over the ridge line. <laughs> And so, so that's kind of, you know, the, the romantic genesis of, of, of how I got into trail running was, was through that experience and uh, just wanting to be outside in the elements, uh, thinking about life, I guess, simply put. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the universe nudges us along at certain times, right? And, you know, you saw the poster and said, you got to go, even though, a lot of times when we get intuition, sometimes it doesn't make sense to us. So that's pretty exactly. cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, I must say, I guess when you run, you run trails as opposed to running on the, running on the roads, if you will. Yeah, generally, generally that's, that's my preference. Uh, like this morning it rained and so I ran on the roads because I wasn't in the mood for mud. Uh, but definitely that's, that's what I want to be doing is running through mountains, through you know, trails anywhere by the coast um, in California. I'm so lucky that I'm able to run by the coast, but that's, but that's really the, the allure of it. And what draws me out in the morning or whenever I'm running is just the chance to be out in nature on the mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, you know, I've, you know, done quite a bit of running in my life and uh, most of it's just been on, on the road, if you will, and mm -hmm. running races and training for marathons and things like that. And, um, <clears throat> which is all good, but I did do a, so we, you know, live in Illinois and then <clears throat> we vacation in Michigan in Southwest Michigan. And as my husband started to do more running races and stuff like that, wherever we would go, if we traveled for Shackley or for his work, he'd always find, or even, rec you know, just traveled someplace. He'd be looking for some running race that we could do. I mean, we went to, Vegas and we're, we, I, we found ourselves out, you know, by the Hoover Dam and whatever that, what, Lake Mead and yes, found yeah. a half marathon that we ran out there, which was one to remember since it seemed to be the wind was coming at us when we were going up the hill. And then, I mean, it was, it was a challenge, but anyway, so the point is we're going to Michigan one year and um, 
he found this, what is it called? The Lakeshore Miracle Run or something like that. And so we were in Saugatuck, Douglas area. And so this is a little bit just farther north. And uh, he said, it's kind of cool. You know, you're supposed to run along the beach and whatever. So we went one year to do it. And um, so it was, uh, again, I can't even remember. I think it's a, I think it's a 10K. But at any rate, you start at a park and you run along the road and then you go into the woods and you run in the trail and then you're out to the beach and then you run along the sand, come around, turn back, come back. And then you look up and there's a huge sand dune. And the miracle is if you can get up the sand dune, you know, and um, anyway, it's, it's kind of funny the first time, like you see these people like walking, you know, it's so walking up, you can't even run up it. But anyway, the point is, it was really the first time I was exposed to any kind of trail running. And it's completely different in a lot of ways than, you know, running on, on solid flat ground. I mean, to the point that when I came, cause you go up the sand dune down the sand, the other side of the sand dune back into the woods and then out to the street. And, and I fell, I mean, I fell when I was in the trail, you know, completely wiped out <laughs> because it's different. I mean, it's a treacherous terrain and I don't know. I feel like you've got to have a lot of, um, got to have your wits about you, if you will, if you're going to be running in the trails. It does require, I think that's the part of it that I love too. It's, it forces you to be present because you have to pay attention to the roots and the rocks and all the other obstacles, you know, cows, <laughs> wherever <laughs> you're, you know, where sand dunes, um, it kind of forces you to be in the moment. And that's something I, when I decided to start reaching for longer distances, that's something I've really had to kind of switch in my mind is when I started running, I would think about the finish line from the very beginning. It would be about like, okay, how fast can I get there? And when you're doing a half marathon or 50 miles, that just doesn't work because it's going to, you know, it could be like 10 hours later that you're going to reach that finish line. <laughs> that's right. And, and so if I find my mind going to that, you know, thinking about the finish line, I correct, I have these moments of self-correction and pay attention to my breath and each footstep and try to be in the moment because sure, it, it might be 10 hours before I reach that finish line. And it's going to be a really miserable journey if all I'm thinking about is the end destination. It's about the journey. It's about each moment. And really that's how I've been able to, love such long, you know, long races like that and enjoy them, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, uh, well, the couple, the couple are our friends, uh, but the husband, he's done probably three or four of those 50 milers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no, there's no way. I mean, I used to say that I would never do a marathon because like I got better things to do with four hours of my time. Right. Run, you know? <laughs> but, um, but I did five of them. And so I'm happy, you know, about that. But we often would talk about that. I know when you said that, like, okay, like dedicate this mile to somebody, you know, like, mm -hmm. how are you going to get through this mile? Are you going to think about somebody? Are you, are we going to talk about this subject during this mile or, you know, those kind of things to help you get along the way, as opposed to, like you said, the finish line, which is tremendous and fabulous once you get there, but you got to figure out a way I like what you said, you know, to stay present and focused all along the way. Yeah, you've got to enjoy the journey for sure. Right. right. 
And yeah. I, I, I do want to go back to that kind of travel race sort of thing that you talked about uh, running in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I've, when, so one year I was traveling just an insane amount for, for work. And in, I had the goal that year that I was going to run a half marathon, an official race uh, once a month. And the travel schedule was really interfering with that. And so then I thought, well, wait, I should look up races where I'm traveling. And so, the, so it was such a fun activity, I would say. And I learned to love the way that running helped me get to know a place and people there really made me feel like I was connecting with people more than um, any other kind of tourist activity I would say that I've ever done. And one example was I was going to Greece that year, lucky me, right? But mm-hmm. uh, one morning I got up early and I could see a mountain from my, my hotel. And so I decided that I was going to figure out how to run up that mountain. And so I ran up the mountain and it was so fun because there were other locals, of course, because who else is going to run up a mountain? And they, they greeted me just 100%. They said, good morning. And they would say, Kalimera. And there was just something about these people who didn't know me saying Kalimera to me that just felt like, wow, they're accepting me. I'm part of this place. And that was incredible. And I think I did that in New York and Italy and Greece and uh, maybe Texas, but a few other places that I, I, I did runs like that. And it was just incredible to feel connected. Yeah. That way. Yeah. That is neat. You know, I remember when, um, <clears throat> when we had uh, our convention in Washington, DC, I don't know if you were around then, but um, my husband did the same thing. I mean, I, you know, we brought our kids on that trip. And so I went to the convention, the kids, you know, they had a one, you guys had a wonderful kids program for the kids. So they weren't busy. And he found, he found a run to do like in Virginia. And mm-hmm. he still has a, I think that's a picture upstairs. I mean, it was a beautiful trail run type of race and, same kind of thing. He's like, it's so beautiful over there. And it was just so great to be able to go see part of the country in a little bit different way than, like you said, going and looking at the monuments or doing like the regular touristy things. And I certainly remember Lake Mead. Never forget Lake Mead because of that, you know, half marathon that, you know, that we did. did yeah, there. completely different side of Vegas, I would say. <laughs> yeah, sure. right, right. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah that was... Um, it was quite a challenge. What challenge? Well, actually, yeah, there was another one when we were out in Anaheim for that convention. Uh, there was a half, there was a, in Huntington Beach, there was a half marathon and a full marathon, but it was by this, this gentleman who would just organize these races. I mean, there was hardly anybody, there's probably 25 people, like total, for the half and the full that, you know, participated. And the, the cool thing is, I think it's downstairs, my trophy. But I came in second, wow. <laughs> you know, in the women's group, in, uh, or maybe second overall, because I think my husband came in first and I came in second for the half because there were so few people. But again, we went out to Huntington Beach, which is beautiful, started at this one spot and said, okay, everybody goes down and turns at that whatever, that point, comes back, and those that are doing the full, just do it a second time. And same thing, I'm running, my husband doesn't run with me, he's usually ahead of me, but I ran with a couple of gentlemen who were doing the full marathon, but we ran together and talked and hey, what's, you know, who are you and what do you do and, you know, it was, it's cool. And again, never for, I'll never forget Huntington Beach and that really great, great experience there. So um, I think that's a, a fun thing to do when we travel. 
you know, on a, the other, you know, museums and monuments are great too, and restaurants, of course, but uh, there is just something that I, I love about r- getting out there and running and kind of meeting the locals and you're sort of at their level and they accept you into the tribe. I would say everywhere in the world I've done that. Yep. And I love that feeling. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It kind of sounds like the way that um, your appreciation of nature and being active and healthy, you know, that fits right into the Shackley kind of what we all believe in. So is that part of the reason that you were attracted to the company as you came to work with Shackley? Yeah, definitely. I, I came by Shackley, I would say almost unintentionally, but I, I, I was working for a tech company for a while and I just hated the work. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I, I really enjoyed a job I had right out of college with a direct sales company because the focus was on health and wellness. And I had the opportunity to interact with people. And I felt like it was a mutually beneficial kind of motivational situation where, you know, I would help provide motivation for them to do their work and they would reciprocate a hundred percent. And, uh, and that affected me and made me make better choices in my life and helped my mental game. And so I really loved that period of, of time. And so I, I thought, okay, I'm going to ditch this tech job. I mean, there are great tech jobs out there. I don't want to disparage that. But I decided that I wanted to work in the health and wellness space again. And so I searched for companies that were doing that and applied for a job at Shackley, not knowing what Shackley was. And the moment I showed up in the lobby for my interview, uh, all these memories flooded back of Shackley and using Shackley or taking Shackley supplements when I would visit my grandma. Uh, and I realized that I sort of had a heritage of this company and it wasn't, it wasn't something that I had never heard of. I actually knew about it and had great memories of Shackley. And then I would say everything else was, has just been a bonus as far as like the, the focus on nature and using sort of natural things to help your body be the best it can be and to recover. And it's, it's really been a, a great experience for me. And I'd say uh, something that definitely motivated me was our partnership with Olympians. And I, at one point I thought, Hey, we're not, we're not really interacting or using this group of Olympians that we have enough. And so I volunteered to say, Hey, I want to take on this program. I want to see what we can do with it. And so that was, it's, it's been a great experience. One to just be involved with the company, but also a great place for kind of entrepreneurship in the, in the sense that, hey, if you see something that you want to do, speak up and do it. And that's been supported. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, because you've had, a, I've known you in a couple of different roles in the company. And um, again, it was that travel. We would always see, you know, I would see you on my incentive trips and, um, and travel. And then, um, yeah, you've been really involved in the, I guess, the sports part of things, the sports nutrition, athletics, and Olympics and things like that. Um, which is such a cool part of what, you know, Shackley does. So um, let's talk a little bit about that, you know, how, why nutrition is so important, um, which some people, you know, you, listeners probably know that some of them just might not, you know, I, I learned that garbage in garbage out, you know, so you got to put the good stuff in. And, you know, if I were to go back and train for my marathons a little bit uh, again, I certainly would pay more attention to the nutrition because it makes such a huge, huge uh, difference. And um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, 
about why nutrition is so important or what you've learned along the way. And um, let's talk too about um, why Shackley, because Shackley has such a, such a high quality line of products makes such a big difference. So I'll stop talking and let you talk. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition. No, sure. Again, I feel like that, that Shackley connection, I'm so lucky that I sort of fell into it, if we can say, with the sports nutrition, because that wasn't necessarily my intent when I uh, joined the company. Uh, let's see, where to, where to start? There's so many questions in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, just for yourself, I mean, have you, have you, because I know I, like, for instance, when I first started running long distances, I was just getting introduced to Shackley. So mm -hmm. I trained for my first, I tell people, I trained for my first marathon, not really using too many products. And felt all of those aches and pains and soreness and tired and fatigue. And I don't think I got sick, but I've gotten, you know, I have gotten, you know, sick at other times towards the end when you're tapering down and stuff like that. And then I trained for my next ones with knowing about the Shackley products and using them. And such a big difference on not only the endurance and the energy when you're out there training, but your recovery, you know, and I think... Yeah. You know, it just makes such a big difference because, again, you're not running one day and then you're, it's over. You know, you've you've got to continue to train, continue to fuel yourself, and it makes such a big difference when you're putting the good things in the way that you feel. Definitely. I'd say that I think most – well, I came to running with the idea that uh, I'm good enough on my own. I really don't need supplementation. And I think that's a common, a common thing out there. Mm -hmm. um, and – dealing with Olympic athletes, it's kind of another layer. Um, they're so scared of, of taking any contaminated substances that they learn from when they're young, you know, when they're in diapers that they should not take any supplements. And, and so I approached running kind of with, with that thought of, you know, I don't need anything else. I'm good enough. Uh, but with that, it, it really kind of limited what I could do because I, at when I started focusing on running a bit more after moving to California and having great winters where you can run every day without any problem. Uh, I decided that I was going to run at half marathons and that was going to be my, my thing because it's, you know, it's hard because you can run faster for those 13.1 miles, but I didn't want to do anything beyond that at all. And I think I, the event that kind of pushed me past that well, there are a couple of things. Like one day I was setting up for an event at our um, Shackley headquarters and I was drinking our Hydrate Plus all day long because it was a hot day outside. And at that point, I would typically go running after work for five to 10 miles. Well, probably five miles at that point. So I was drinking our Hydrate Plus all day long and then I ran immediately after work and I cut a half an hour off of my normal time without even thinking about it because I was running and I felt great. And I was like, oh, like I've got this endless store of energy. And, you know, that's definitely not something that we guarantee, but I felt it. I felt that because I had been drinking this product that my performance immediately improved and mm -hmm. I could see a big difference. And so that was kind of a wake up point, like, wait, wait a second, what have I been missing out on? Like this really made a difference. And so, and then another time I was running a half marathon, I got lost and ended up running an additional five miles and at the time when I realized I was lost, I was so mad. I started cursing and like, you know, like, I hate this. Why am I ever doing this? But the thing is like, um, I ended up bumping up to the next race distance and placing 
in whatever, I forget whatever K that was. And I, again, it was like, wow, maybe I have more in me than I thought I did. You know, I'm not getting younger, but I think I can push myself. Mm-hmm. And so really that, those two experiences were kind of the, the point where I thought, wait a second, if I, you know, if I train smarter, if I'm using supplementation, I think I've got this in me. And so then after that, I pushed to longer distances like marathons and 50 miles. And I would say, sure, that there, you know, there's pain involved with all of those. But if you're smart on training and do use supplementation, especially like carbs at the right time and clean protein at the right time, uh, you're really going to extend what you can do. And even at any point in life, that's, that's what's great. Age sort of stopped being relevant at that point. I mean, sure, there are things that come with age, but I realized that with the right strategy, it, it's just a number. It doesn't have to be a limitation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, you know, what do you, <clears throat> what do you, what are your favorite products there then that you're using kind of on a regular basis when you're active? And I mean, you talked about clean protein. Um, are there certain supplements that you're always taking as well? Yes. Well, I definitely take, I've just started on Shackley's Meology, which is a new product uh, tailored to individuals based on kind of your activity levels and your diet and a little bit of your uh, uh, kind of your family history and all of those kind of things added in into consideration. So I've just started on that. And I really love uh, the, the vitamins, the B vitamins in that, you know, the, you know, all the essentials, but it's what I love about that is it keeps me energized throughout the day. And I don't, I don't have slumps. And I've really noticed that's a big, a big deal for me because it's a lot of whatever you're doing is a mental game. And I find that that keeps me on a consistent level basis. And so that I'm not having to fight with, Oh, I don't feel like it. Or, Oh, I don't want to, which is still part of it, but they're not as severe. And it's all about taking that action. And so if you can bust through that initial, like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this, then I think the game is won. <laughs> the most of the game is won. And, you know, as soon as you get started running, then after that first mile, I'm always good for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, sorry, going back to the supplementation, I've also like joint health, I think is important. I love that. Um, also our PM recovery complex, which is a polyphenol, tart cherry extract. And it really, I've really noticed that that helps me relax and kind of sleep better. And so because of that sleeping and relaxing, I'm able to recover for my daily run. And I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm always surprised, like, even if I'm so exhausted at night in the morning, when I wake up, I, I can't get over how great I feel and how I want to, you know, jump out of bed and do something, mm-hmm. which I think is just, just invaluable. It is. And, you know, I, um, during this COVID time, I've been a little challenged with my sleep. Um, and I'm usually like somebody that goes to sleep, sleep all night, you know, good. And <clears throat> it's really been a challenge at different times and for, for various reasons. And so I've tried different combinations of things as well as oils and meditations and, you know, all kinds of things. And for some reason, well, I think the reason is I started to work out at this new new place by us. And I was just a little extra sore one night. And um, so I took, I took some recovery along with, you know, I usually take omega threes at night and usually mm-hmm. I throw in a probiotic there too, maybe some calcium, but I took that and yeah, next morning I was like, wow, I got to sleep well and I slept well. 
So I've been, I just opened up a new bottle this morning. I've been taking it in the evening. And again, I'm not some big, not, not running long distance, you know, big, whatever. I mean, I, I always downplay what I'm doing, but you know, it's, let's just, let's just say that it's, yeah, it's a great product for those um, to help you recover overnight, recover your, your muscles, but that tart cherry, the polyphenols, it really pulls down the inflammation. So, so you don't have that pain. And the tart cherry seems to relax us all. Yeah, it takes, that, it takes that edge. You know, sure, if you put in a hard workout, you're still going to definitely be sore to some degree, but it takes the edge off for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're involved with Olympic athletes. And like you said, the, and we, I just interviewed Bill Roy last week, and he talked a little bit about, again, the fact that, you know, those Olympic athletes, they're told, don't take anything because you just don't know the purity of them. And if you have, and you're tested all the time, and if something comes, some test comes back that there's a banned substance that you have, you know, you lose your Olympic bid. And that's like all that hard work right down the drain. So let's talk about the purity of the, the Shackley products because the Olympic athletes are using Shackley. Um, they're trusting it and um, they're doing great because of that. So if you could just kind of talk about that uh, purity of Shackley so that our audience can really understand that because again, I just don't think that enough people really understand the difference between you know, what they're getting perhaps at GNC and what you can get from Shackley. Yeah, I've, you know, as even the, I think this year of pandemic has really shown, or it has brought to light even more of how purity is part of Shackley's DNA. And I, I see that we're coming, like we, we encounter that with supply chain issues that I think have been, you know, exacerbated this year. But Shackley and almost everyone in the company is, not surprised, but they're, they're reminded of our standards. And this year has been a great year of recognition, I would think, even for internal employees about how proud we are of this heritage of purity that we have. So, so Shackley, with every botanical ingredient we have, we, they, they each undergo over 350 tests for purity and potency before we'll even you know, accept them or incorporate them into the products. And then after the products are created, we have over 100,000 tests for quality assurance that, that all of our products are um, subject to before we release them for sale. Um, on top of that, our performance sports nutrition line, which are you know f- focused on athletes, and, uh, and especially those are the ones we lead with when we're saying, hey, Olympians, you, know, you can trust us. Uh, we have an additional company, a third-party company for third-party validation so that you, you don't have to just take Shackley's word for it. Um, you can take uh, the Band Substance Control Group is the name of the company we partner with, and they conduct over 469 tests on every single batch of products that we produce. So there's no skip lot testing. It's every single batch is tested for these 496 uh, contaminants. And that includes like everything on the U.S. anti-doping agency list, everything on the world anti-doping agency list. And then above and beyond that, we also test for... Uh, over-the-counter drugs, illicit drugs, and you know pesticides. So on top of that, uh, you're getting this incredible t- uh, screening uh, beyond what Shackley does uh, just for that third-party validation. And that third-party validation really speaks to Olympians and uh, elite athletes. But I also uh, you know, make the case that it should speak to everyone searching for purity 
and anyone who's wanting to put into their body kind of what they want to get out of their body, right? You mentioned kind of that idea before. And so I've been really proud to be part of that process of getting the commercial certification. We were already testing with them before, but the commercial certification is a, a seal that you now see on those products. It's a little, uh, almost like a blue ribbon. It's a silver ribbon actually that's on the, the label of those products. And all the products currently out there have been tested. So not all of the packaging has been updated, but as, as the new lots come out with, of the packaging, uh, we do incorporate that seal on there. So it's front and center. So everyone can see uh, that we do have that third-party validation on top of what Shackley does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want people to hear that there's no skip lot testing. I mean, I have heard that from companies that, and representatives have told, told me that from other companies that like, well, mm -hmm. they don't necessarily test every batch that comes out of said product or whatever. So, you know, you can get the good batch, right? But then you're not guaranteed that you're always going to get the good batch. So exactly. And again, just what I deal with too, as representing the product line and, and selling it to others, if you will, um, some will say, oh, it's a little bit, it's more expensive than what I can get here. Well, when you look, when you think about, keep in mind all of this testing, I mean, that costs money, right? And Shackley is, puts out the money to make sure that their products are pure and safe. And so it doesn't matter if you're me and you or Olympic athlete that's, you know, going for their gold medal, like every, you can just rest assured that it's safe. And yeah, maybe it's costing a couple extra dollars more than what you might pick up at your local grocery or sports store, but it's worth it. Right. I mean, it's worth it because you're worth it, you know, and it might be, percent. you know, yeah. I mean, that's such a, I tell people as I was introduced to Shackley 20 years ago, I mean, this is what really started to impress me as I started to look into, you know, these products had changed, were changing, dramatically changing the health of our family in a positive way. So I wanted to kind of figure out like, what about this company and what about these products? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, with my nursing background and being involved in medicine and all that testing, I mean, that's what really impressed me is like, oh, this is a company that does all of this testing and they guarantee that their products are safe and pure and effective and all of those really good things. Um, and not everybody else does that. I mean, we're really, we're the leader in that. Yes, we are definitely one of the exceptions. And, you know, uh, one day I found out my mom was buying a protein from, you know, one of the big box stores down the street and it kind of made me panic because I'm like, no, mom, <laughs> I've got something better. Please talk to me first before you do anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. I say the same thing when I, well, sometimes I just say it in my head when I go into <laughs> my friends' homes or my family's homes and I see other, um, other supplementation or other, uh, you know, protein in their cabinets from some other place. So mm -hmm. you can lead a horse to water, right? But uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> not everybody drinks from the same well. But um, well, I think this has been super interesting. I'd love to just, uh, you know, I, I try to ask, you know, people kind of their kind of the things that you'd like to leave people with or kind of your top, you know, with you, like the top things that you've learned during your life, if you will, as being an athlete and runner and stuff like that, like the top things that you think are really important to keep in mind um, for anybody that's listening that, again, wants to up their game in running or just really keep themselves um, on a good level so that they continue to be 
active? What would you share with our audience? Sure. I think two of the things that I think about basically every day, because it, I, would, I would say it's, it never changes. For as, as, you know, as many miles as you put in, I always deal with two things. And one is that, that decision to start moving. Um, some days it's harder than others, but I always think back on how I've never regretted a, t- a run. I've never regretted a run. You know, no matter how tired or sore or miserable, whatever's going on, as long as I can open the door and break through that first initial barrier, once you get that inertia going, I've never regretted it. And I think about that every single day, just this morning, you know, it's cold. And, and, but then as soon as I started running, it was like a miracle happened, you know, because the whole world opened up to me. It was, everything's beautiful, sunshine and rainbows, whatever. Um, and I, I feel like a million bucks after I start. So push through, fight through that initial uh, barrier, whatever that is, just to get moving. And then second, I would say, find a way to have fun with, with whatever your pursuit is. Uh, because if you, I usually run two hours a day. And so if you think about, like, if that's just drudgery, that's not going to happen. And so I have to find ways to make it fun. And one way that I really love to is taking crazy running selfies, like finding, you know, that just works for me. And I, I really like those because it's one, it's fun to share those, but also it's a reminder of my ideal self or what I want to be doing. And it's proof that I did it the day before, so I can do it today. And also that fun element, I, you know, it's fun to jump off of rocks or go on different trails, explore new streets, whatever that is for you. Um, I think that's, that's a really important aspect of whatever pursuit that you have going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's can be, it can be for athletics. It can be really be anything in life. Um, you know, that decision to just get started, to just do it. Um, was talking with somebody the other day. You just you just got to walk through the door, right? Mm-hmm. You just got to get through. Even Bill Roy said, you just sometimes you just have to get out of your own way, yeah, and have fun. I'm all about uh, having fun, and I think that's why I like you so much. Is you're always <laughs> about having fun, and I like to hang with people that like to have fun too. So I really appreciate your time today. It's been really. Um, really fun. Again, as I told you before, like, I don't really know your story. I know you, but I don't know you. So I'm really, uh, was really thrilled to hear your story and that you shared with us today. And um, again, thanks for all that you do, again, to help us uh, stay healthy and, um, you know, just learn what we can do to um, be better athletes if we're just normal athletes or the Olympic athletes. I really appreciate that. And um, just appreciate your time today, Chris. Oh, so much fun being with you, Moira. Thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to chatting again soon. Yeah, absolutely. And um, again, thanks again, you guys, uh, listeners, for coming back all the time. Again, continue to tune in because there are some more cool athletes that we have on the docket that I'll be talking with in the the very near future. So, and again, always appreciate the listens, always appreciate the reviews, the shares, and all of the great comments. So go out there and make it a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. 
And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.